naysayers and to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because you know we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be informed and better inspired to help make this a better America. Breaking news. Breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Welcome. Hey, Herman. How you doing today, buddy? Magnificent. What do you mean by President Obama seems resigned? Yeah, uh, yesterday, uh, as the president was uh, giving his statement in the White House briefing room talking about the uh, the shootings in Charleston, I just uh, sensed from him a, a, a sense of resignation that, you know, he has obviously pushed and pushed a number of times for gun controls. And as he uh, spoke about the shootings yesterday, I just got the feeling from him that while he mentioned it again, he fully understands that uh, his ideas on expanded background checks and more just aren't going anywhere. And I was thinking about it, Herman, because yesterday marked 35 years since I started my first job on Capitol Hill. And uh, when I came to the Hill back in uh, June of 1980, uh, gun control was really, uh, you know, those activists really had the edge in the Congress at that point in time. Then in the early 90s, it switched. And really over the last 20 years or so, it's been gun rights activists who have had the political edge in D.C. And even with uh, the support by the Obama administration for expanded background checks and more, that hasn't gotten anywhere. And in fact, uh, I would say even when the Democrats were in charge of the House and Senate in the first two years of the Obama administration, there was even a working majority in favor of gun rights at that point in time. So I just sensed in his voice a, a, a an amount of frustration yesterday as he urged, uh, as he, he basically said that the the country needs to wake up and do something. Uh, but uh, certainly, I, I don't, I mean, the pendulum can always swing. I've seen it in my lifetime swing on several issues, and maybe it swings back at some other time. But at this point in time, it, it certainly is not in favor of what he would like to do and what a lot of Democrats would like to do on gun control. Yeah, and with the gun lobby and the other organizations out there pushing back, I think, just for the record, that the concern is you give an inch, they take a foot. Uh, and so whereas there might be some selected things that the gun lobby could go along with, they're afraid that if you start giving that inch, people are going to take a foot. And so I think that that's probably what's been one of the stumbling blocks that, uh, you know, he's had to uh, go up against. Sure, and sometimes, you know, reality does set in uh, yeah. in an administration as to what you can and cannot do. There are limits to your power, and I would think that uh, if it couldn't get done in the aftermath of the school shootings in Newtown, Connecticut, then it's probably not going to, nothing is really going to change in the aftermath of this. And, you know, some there have been some calls out there. Uh, but it's all muted, and, and I think it's really interesting how that has changed in uh, the last 20 years. It used to be a, a much bigger response, and now uh, it, it just isn't there. Again, the, the pendulum could swing. It's one of those things that over time maybe something changes, uh, but obviously uh, you're going to hear Democrats mention that. Hillary Clinton did yesterday in a speech in Nevada. Today the issue was brought up again at uh, there's a big Republican uh, gathering uh, of a lot of presidential hopefuls here in D.C. Uh, New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who has not announced that he's officially running, but a lot of people think he will. 
He mentioned it today. He said new laws are not the answer. Jeb Bush, the former governor of Florida, yeah. who announced on Monday that he's running, yeah. uh, he said it had really uh, uh, deeply impacted him in watching this. But again, his his focus was more on opening, uh, as he said, opening our hearts to people and, and, and talking to them and finding ways to tamp down on violence and hatred rather than looking at any new laws. And, of course, it's, it's not anything that uh, you're going to see any Republicans proposing or moving anywhere in the Congress. So even though the president talks about it, certainly it's not going to move anywhere in the Congress right now. Right, I would agree. Well, Representative Ryan said that the passage of TPC was a... Is TPA. A, TPA T is a process. It is. And, and what happened yesterday on trade, it's just a week ago that everybody was telling me uh, in, in the press gallery the president's trade initiative was dead. And I kept telling them, like the old crusty guy up there, saying, no, 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 don't don't write that headline too fast. You in fact, crusty? In fact, let me let me tell you a funny little story. I won't name the news organization, but I was, I was talking with one of my colleagues yesterday who works for a major news organization. And this person described to me the fight that they had with their editorial people who wanted a story written for their website uh, uh, early this week that said the president's trade agenda was dead. And the basic argument was, well, these other newspapers have reported this. You know, you've got it. This, this is what's happening. And this person, who I've known for years, was of the same same opinion that I was, that no, 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 that's a little premature. You can't, we, we, you know, you shouldn't write that. And in the end, yeah, that's where we are. Uh, that uh, that that uh, certainly, as as we look at it, it's 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 moving forward in that they found a way to again approve just the fast track legislation part of it. Send right. that to the Senate. There'll be test votes and maybe even approval of that next week, and then find a way to also approve some other trade measures that were in the mix that would include a plan that has trade adjustment assistance, the right. work, the aid for workers who lose their jobs in industries that are impacted negatively by free trade. Republicans again standing with the president yesterday, most of them. I think uh, there were 190 House Republicans who voted yes and about 50 who voted no. Uh, so still a pretty uh, strong majority in favor of free trade, arguing that that will spur economic growth, and most Democrats again against. And you'll see that repeated in the Senate next week. It's still not uh, in the bag, uh, but we seem to be headed that way, and it would represent, obviously, a big victory for not only the president, but also GOP leaders in the Congress. Relative to TAA, and they talk about people getting assistance who were negatively impacted by free trade. How how would they determine first if they were negatively affected, and what would, what would be their, quote-unquote, uh, remedial compensation yeah uh, that it's it's a whole big package of things that they'd have to look at from the federal government studied whether to see that certain industries had been negatively affected if you would lost your jobs you could be eligible for certain retraining funds and other things to help you find new work and things of that nature so it's yeah. you know for a lot of republicans they don't like it they think it's more of a sop to big labor than anything else uh... but it's something that realistically if Democrats believe that free trade is no good, then this should be something that they actually would back because it would temper some of the negative impacts. Gotcha. The Democrats in the Senate plan to filibuster the defense bill. Now, they already... Uh, already did that. The defense spending bill yesterday, they yeah. blocked it. And what this is, this is step one, Herman, of what the, the Democrats want to do is block basically every single spending bill in the Senate in an effort by the Democrats to force the GOP to the negotiating table and find a way to do away with the budget caps that are there right now and raise them. Translated, they want more spending. They want more spending on the domestic side, right. and they hope that they can cut a deal where they say, okay, we'll take more spending for domestic programs so you, the Republicans, can have more spending on the military. Uh, you know, in a sense, 
it's po- it points us toward a government shutdown and a big impasse later this year, because obviously one of the things the Republicans want to do is showcase that if they were in charge of both the House and Senate, they could get the work of the spending work done, the appropriation bills done, because as I've detailed for you, we haven't had those done on time by October the 1st since 1996, so that's uh, uh, 19 years ago. And if the Democrats stay together, at this point they are, they can block each and every spending bill if they want. Now, just last year, the Democrats tried to bring spending bills forward in the Senate. The Republicans filibustered them, so in that sense it's nothing new. But it does represent a gamble by the Democrats because you could legitimately argue if they stand in the way of all these things that they are blocking the appropriations bills and maybe leading to a uh, government shutdown. So this is the early parts of that fight that we'll hear an awful lot about in the months ahead. I got you. Well, the Republicans ought to be out there positioning the fact that we, you know, more domestic spending is not the answer. Uh, to get out in front of this whole thing, but you're not hearing anything from anybody about well, they, it. Well, I mean, no, they are talking about that. They, uh, the arguments, uh, they say, well, if the Democrats want more money, say, for the IRS and the EPA, then let's have that debate on the individual bills, is what they say. Don't yeah. just hold everything up. But uh, but the, the Democrats, they say they're mad about this budget. It's sort of a gimmick, you have to say, about how the Republicans are trying to funnel more money into the defense budget by using an overseas war fund uh, instead of just funneling it through the regular budget. But still, you, it, it's a reminder, the filibuster is there and can be used to block everything. And it's a way the minority can use it as a little leverage. Now, we have had one time before a few years ago where we did open up the Budget uh, Act and change to bring in to allow for the spending of more money on the uh, discretionary side. I don't know that uh, the Republicans really want to do that again, but they are feeling a lot of internal heat because I do think there are a number of Republicans that would like to increase the amount of money they want to spend on defense. That that that's true. Now in the House, can you filibuster no. to kill stuff? You, you can't you can do it. In the Senate, it used to be years and years and years ago, but no. Uh, and, and that's why that's why the people that come from the House to the Senate are yeah. sometimes apoplectic because they're used to in the House. If you want to do something, and you got the majority of votes, you yep. ram it right through. Right. Uh, but in the Senate, you got to have everybody's agreement, and it takes forever. So yeah, the uh, let's see, the House. I want to say they've passed six out of the twelve spending bills. Now I think it's six, either six or seven. Right. And their goal would be to get the rest of those done by the time they go home for their August break. So squeeze in five, six more bills in the month of July, get those all done and be able to stand back and say, see, we've gotten all our bills done. It's those darn Democrats. They're the ones standing in the way of everything. Well, speaking of the House, one of my listeners took me to the woodshed for allowing you to get away with the discussion we had yesterday about the power that the Speaker of the House has. Uh, Boy, I, and, I tell and, you, I've and, taken so much flack oh, from people and, on that. Oh, and I've gotten flack. They took me to the woodshed. You, you let Jamie Dupree get away with that. I said, look, I see what he was saying. But, and she wanted me to remind you, Jamie, such that I don't get another hot email that the representatives are elected by the people. And the leadership is supposed to consider the input of the rest of the rest of the members of the House of Representatives, even though he does wield a lot of power. Let's remember something. <laughs> These are people who are put in leadership positions. Yes. If they don't follow what the leadership wants to do, it's like anything. If you're a quarterback, if you tell, uh, if you're the coach and you tell the wide receiver to run across the middle, and he keeps running down the sideline, you might put that person on the sideline. So I think it's hard for people who have not been within the halls of Congress to understand that there is a hierarchy within both parties, and there has to be party discipline. And as you said yesterday, if you don't follow what the, the leaders, the, the bosses want to do, you have chaos. 
You can't have everybody freelancing. I think what this boils down to more than anything is that people don't like John Boehner. That's, that's really what it boils down to. But I can assure you that uh, of the people who have been bounced out of some of these positions, there have been a number of them that have looked us right in the eye as reporters and said, you know what, if I was the speaker, I would have done the same thing. Well, they may not like John Boehner. I understand that because they don't think that his leadership in some instances is aggressive enough. But remember, they tried that, they tried that tactic. And it didn't go anywhere because you didn't have enough people that were willing to stand yeah, up. They had a him. chance to boot him out. Yeah. They didn't do it. They, they didn't do have done it. it. They didn't do it. But anyway, just wanted to re revisit that issue. Oh, don't worry. I get those emails every day. I, I, I got I, one know. yesterday from the guy that said, every time I hear you come on the air, I hit the knob and turn you off. <laughs> You're not that bad. By the way, did you say you have been in your job for 35 years? No, I've been in this job, this is 27, but I had my first job as a page in the House of Representatives started 35 years ago yesterday. Well, a belated congratulations on longevity, I've Jamie. survived, yes. You have survived. And I'm glad that you spent, what, 27 of them with us? Yeah, yeah, just in this one job. It's uh, been a fantastic opportunity, and I hope I can uh, double it up and keep it going, absolutely. Well, even though sometimes we don't agree, but that's okay. I, I'm still glad to have you with us rather than with those other folk. Absolutely. <laughs> Take it easy, buddy. Thanks, Jamie. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day, every day. on the radio and at HermanCain.com. When I come back, we have a breaking news announcement coming from the Congressional Budget Office, as well as Rapid Fire. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.